Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. everybody welcome back welcome back once again to from the outside looking in the show about everything the show about nothing the show about two guys and their buddy sweet lou who chimes in every once in a while we need to have an in studio again and get sweet lou in uh we did remember we did the one like round table and like nobody yeah. care anything it was just nothing but five oh, yeah, yeah, five yeah. minute breaks of dead air that's good radio right there anyway welcome yeah. to from the outside uh looking in the show where we take a geeky look at non-geek culture or non-geek look at geek, i don't know whatever man we like sports we like comic books we like beer we like um uh, pianos. We like dead air. That's good radio. Yeah. Harpsichords. Harpsichords. Harpsichords oh, yeah. are nice. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I am Andy Liascos. With me, as always, the Jonathan Marcheseau to my William Carlson and the Stanley Cup champion, Las Vegas Golden Knights, Mr. Oh, Patrick Banis. Yeah, that's right, bud. I stayed up late last night for that. That was that was some good stuff. But I mean, it was good and all. Like I, I do like Florida. I like Chuckers, right? Like uh, Matthew Kachuk is great. Sucks that he missed the game. I mean, a nine to three blowout though. <laughs> it's they got wrecked. Dude. I mean, they got <laughs> destroyed. But um, like that was the, the that's the plan though. The plan is you drop a game in Florida. Come home to Vegas in Game Five and just put the put the series to bed in front of your hometown, in front of your crowd. Put the whole thing to bed, and boy howdy, did they put that series to bed! It, I yeah, I mean they were uh, they were uh, scoring goals at will last night for sure. Um, yeah. You know, Bobrovsky. Sergei Bobrovsky had an amazing playoff run uh, until this series. Um, and maybe the nine-game layoff did not behoove uh, Florida. Nine day. Yeah, yeah it's a nine-day nine layoff, off, killed them, right? Because they swept Carolina and then uh, uh, Vegas and Dallas. That was that was a game seven, right? Is either a game six or uh, it may have been six. six. Game six, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a long layoff for Florida. Uh, and also, uh, not without some controversy, mm. uh, game four, the, the whole, you know, the, uh, the whole NHL is rigged, right? You know what I mean? My, sure. <laughs> my beloved Blackhawks winning the, uh, the, the lottery this season, right? That was a rigging. Uh, but oh really? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what they. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody says, right? Like, of course the Blackhawks. Shut up. Um, yeah, but so game four uh, in Florida. Um, I don't know. Last two minutes uh, of play. Uh, Vegas is up three two, right? Um, 
Florida buzzing pretty hard. Uh, beloved referee, uh, Wes McCulley, right? You may recognize him from su- such NHL means as the, the referee that's always funny on the hot mic when he's like, five minutes for fighting that that's 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 Wes McCauley um all right so a lot of dramatic yeah a lot of NHL yeah he's just a funny guy uh so uh Panthers are buzzing Aiden Hill does not freeze the puck but Wes McCauley blows the whistle to call the play dead even though the puck's still in play that's odd and then directly after that Matthew Kachuk gets cross-tracked behind to the head. No penalty. So, yeah. So a lot of people are like, this is why the NHL is rigged. Is it possible? Sure. Is it possible that McCauley... Well, well, what's the, what is the thing that's rigged, though? He called the play... Because he, he called the play dead and then didn't call the penalty? Well, yeah. I mean, those are two big things. Imagine if you've got momentum, you're, yeah, but... you're peppering a goalie who doesn't have control of the puck, and you call right. the play dead... That's yeah, I, that's taking away a scoring opportunity for sure. Yeah, and then and then you take away a guaranteed six on four, right? Because you got two minutes left in the game, you get a power play. So Vegas goes down four. They pull Bob. So instead of you know six on five, they got a six on four. And, yeah. You know, so, I mean, is it is it possible? I guess is it just a bad call by West uh, West McCauley? That could be too. Right. Hey, he jumps the he jumps the gun on Hill. Whatever, you know. Cross checks another thing, you know. But yeah, but both back to back. Reddit was a buzz with the controversy. Oh, for God's yeah, sake. yeah. But but anyways, in either case, uh, you know, congrats to the Golden Knights, first uh, franchise um, Stanley Cup, right? In I, six I, I, seasons. I had, I had no idea that uh, like Phil Kessel was even in the league, much less on Vegas. Oh yeah, he was all the way. He was he was, he got health bombed at like the start of the playoffs, right? There's a there's a, some funny memes about that where they're like, Phil, we're gonna have to you know have a conversation. We want to scratch you, and he's yeah. he's like scratched. What's scratched? That means right? you don't dress. I still get paid? Yeah. You could be in the box cl- crushing glizzies. It's like, why didn't we yeah. do this years ago? Health bomb me every game. Yeah. I, so, I like, you know, uh, of course, I watch them give them the Stanley Cup, and they're, you know, everybody's taking turns, and they give, like, 37-year-old Jonathan Quick, who's, like, the fourth goalie on that team. He's, he comes out. I'm like, I'm like, Jonathan Quick is still in the league? Jonathan Quick, I, I, I believe he he played a couple of playoff games for Vegas, right? No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Crazy. Yeah, I mean, Benoit played uh, most of the playoffs until getting injured, right? I thought Benoit played until he got hurt, and then Hill came in right after. Right, that. right after. Yeah, yeah. I think Quick may may have played a game or two at the very start. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, they had like eight goalies because Leonard was out this whole season. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. They got like two left wingers, and they got like six goalies. It's just crazy. Uh, but, they have enough yeah. offensive firepower. You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just a it's a great collection of guys, and they're all different ages, and it's like. You know, it's great to see these guys, you know, 
get a cup and you know i don't care that the like the owner predicted it but like they had a good idea they had a good plan they drafted that 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 draft was done really well oh yeah 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 so they did a great job you know well i mean both, both expansion teams uh you know uh with with seattle being the most recent expansion team they they were in the playoffs this year yep yeah i mean so they did a great job with the the expansion draft and obviously vegas did an excellent job with the expansion draft yeah yeah it's so, it's funny I, to see that. I, this was the first time that i like i really paid attention to like florida's home games their stadium is straight just poo poo florida oh, oh yeah oh, god i was like this is like a high school stadium like the colors are so yeah. old it just looks bad i mean it's i i can't i can't imagine what the locker room looks like right but it's got to just be terrible in there uh, yeah, just just like bench seats, just like a long bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, 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 no individual lot. Like they got metal lockers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no <laughs> wall lockers. It's just yeah, you, know, you just open your locker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but now, like that's the worst thing is now that this is over and uh, the NBA finals wrapped up like a night or two before. Now it's like. What do you do? It's like summer. Yeah, it's, it's summer now. It's just summer and it's baseball, which is like, you know what I mean? It's like June baseball is the worst baseball. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's only good if like the weather's great and I'm not busy and I can steal a ticket for like 10 bucks and I'll go down to the ballpark. Yeah, but otherwise, I mean, like... that's, that's, that's decent, right? But I mean, like it has literally no bearing on the season because it's a you know whatever 162 game season right like it, it's like none of, none of this matters yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't know it's uh, i don't know we'll see i mean the team's got to go on a run everybody's like most most teams are like in you know in a similar spot like the the division leaders have about 40 wins unless you're Tampa who went on that massive run they have like 48 and then unless you're in the central both central division teams are like a scotch over 500 but leading their division yeah but like you know east and west the those those division leaders are sitting on like 40 wins and so it's you know it's it's all everybody's pretty much in the same spot you know and there's a there's a couple of teams that suck that you know of you know what i mean like you know who the really bad teams are right um i'm talking to you oakland yeah sell the team yeah yeah well where's oakland going vegas vegas yeah do it that just that just became official like yesterday right when like 20 some thousand like 25,000 people showed up at a, at an A's game to protest because like they've been only drawing like 5 to 8,000 fans so they turned out like 25,000 fans like the night that like that like a day ago but it happened to be the same day that the Vegas or like the Nevada the, the N- Nevada um like Congress or whatever I don't know state senate whatever sure. um approved like 340 million in like government assistance to help them build that stadium uh, you know where the tropicana is yeah yeah so like it's on like they're 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 out and it was just like okay yeah like you guys you guys tried i guess yeah i mean and and if oakland stays there they could probably get the white Sox, right because the white Sox don't draw anybody at their stadium and they yeah. they they match the uh the raiders colors already right with the black and yeah. white and i mean I'll, I'll remain a white Sox fan so it doesn't matter the, the las vegas white Sox. yeah yeah, 
No way. Never going to happen. <laughs> no, no, probably yeah, not. Yeah, now we're in that. We're in the dog days. Of, I know summer hasn't started yet. I think it starts in like a week or two, but it's like yeah. we're there. Uh, all, all the fun playoff stuff is over. Now there's absolutely nothing on. Yeah, uh, yeah, and there's you know most no shows. professional soccer. All the all, nothing, nothing is going on, man. Nope, nope. It's time to just watch uh, thirty for thirties on uh, the history of American Gladiator. Mer- American Gladiators thirty for thirty. There is a thirty for thirty on that now. Oh, I know, and it's pretty good. It's pretty. I bet. Yeah, I'm halfway through it. Yeah. But we would be we would be remiss if we did not uh, pour a little out for our homie. Yeah, uh, we lost one of the greats uh, this week. Uh, the uh, Hossein Kazro Ali Vajiri, better, known. better known to you to you nerds as uh, the Iron, Iron Sheik. Sheik. We lost the Iron Sheik this week. Um, he'd been having you know he'd been having medical problems for years. Yeah. Um, but you know, he finally passed away and, uh, but man, what a story though. What a guy. The Iron Sheik, Just, I, I mean, absolute monster. One of the greatest heels of all time. Yeah. I mean, uh, just, uh, you know, like I, you could say what you want about everybody doing like the shark sharpshooter, you know, like Brett Hall sharpshooter and, and Jericho's the walls of Jericho's. They're all just, uh, you know, little reverse variations of the camel clutch. Yeah. Camel clutch. yeah I mean, what a great, great. And the, and the curved boots and load in the boot. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. God, it was so good. What a, what a great story. He uh he was he was trying to be a like he was a Greco-Roman wrestler. Yeah, he was like a, he was Olympic caliber Greco-Roman wrestler. Um he was trying out for like the 68 Olympics when like somebody on the team, I don't know if it was the coach or somebody else ended up dead. He like feared for his life so he defected to the US. Yeah. He became the assistant coach of like the US Olympic wrestling team in like the 70s. Yeah. Just Unreal, like uh, you know, he was. I think he was. Um, oh God, I swear to God, I thought that he was a bodyguard for the Shah. He might have been. I I, I watched the There Is an Iron Sheik documentary, which is which is amazing, but uh, uh, I I don't remember. But yeah, he had an, an insane life. Uh, oh yeah, in ring and out ring feud with uh, Terry Hulk Hogan, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, which is uh. But he, He's, he got to start in, in in Minnesota. He came up he came up in the same wrestling class as Ric Flair. Yeah, just unreal. He ended up in like he ended up in uh, I think he was in the Mid Atlantic for a while, and um, he was he was also a trainer like in that territory. He trained he helped train Ricky Steamboat. Yep. Um, he went back and forth with that kind of that chic gimmick, but he had that one thing where he had, you ever see those, it was those big, um, the Persian clubs, the Persian clubs. Mm-hmm. They, they, it looks like a rolling pin, except it's like 10 times bigger. Yeah. It's they're gig- And he would just come out and he'd be swinging. Them, yeah. Yeah. Those, those know? are real, like, uh, you know, like, uh, exercise thing. Right. I, I want to get a set. They sell them on Amazon. They're not quite as big, but they're like metal. So they're weighted. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I always wanted to get a set just to, just to be like the iron Sheik. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. 
he, he started. He was. I think in, he was. He was at some point. At some point, he was like wrestling as like the great Hussein Arab. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he kind of tinkered with the gimmick, and then finally, by like the late seventies, he was the Iron Sheik. Um, had some great feuds in Mid Atlantic in the eighties, and ended up in like ended up in the WWF um, in the late seventies. Um, he was part of the superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> so he was so he was he was in the WWF for like a a, a a hot cup of coffee. Then he went to Crockett's Mid-Atlantic in 8081. Okay. Wrestled there. Um uh, wrestled like you know, Jim Brunzel, uh Ricky Steamboat, Blackjack Mulligan, uh Dusty Rhodes. He wrestled a bunch of dudes. Bloody fights, just great stuff. Um, went to mid south for like two years, went to like Florida for a couple of years, went to Georgia for a couple of years. So he basically went, he, he did it. He did the territory thing as a, as a top heel. That's a great, like a oh, yeah. way to make a Absolutely, living. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so after he left Georgia in like 83, he ends up in the WWF. Um, phenomenal, uh, story. He, because of because of the politics of the time, um, Backlund wouldn't. Bob Backlund was the champion at the time. He was their like white meat babyface champion at the time. But uh, when Vince made the play to get Hogan from the AWA, he promised Hogan the belt straight away. Yeah. As soon as he got there, he was going to get the belt, and he wasn't going to have him take it off of uh, off of Backlund. Right. So here comes the Sheik. He's a he's a well known heel. He's a perfectly yeah. What what great timing! He comes in, he beats he beats Backlund for the world heavyweight title. He carries the title for like six months, you know, sells out Madison Square Garden with Hogan, loses the belt to Hogan, um, becomes this just this phenomenal huge character in the WWF. Yeah. yeah. Uh, WrestleMania one wins the tag team titles with uh, Nikolai Volkov. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just uh, just unreal i i know that like he allegedly had all this heat with like hogan or whatever but you know there's no denying that like he made so much money oh yeah absolutely and like and, and, and like and was part of like one of the greatest heel turns ever when sergeant slaughter turned heel Remember? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that was that was fantastic. Yeah, you know I mean, oh yeah, he came back. Like he was he was wrestling around for a while, and then like in like I guess it was like in the it was like early nineties, like ninety three, yeah. ninety four. Yeah. He comes back, and slaughter comes slaughter's heel because we're in like we're in like the, the, like, uh, the we're in yeah the, the desert storm right yeah, yeah we're yeah, in desert yeah, storm yeah, so yeah. they bring him back. Yeah. Unreal, yeah. just just such such a great just a great story. I mean, my favorite story was. Uh, in '87, he's he's working heel against uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who was doing the you know the American thing yeah, with yeah, the flag yeah. and the two flag by four. And the two by four. Yeah, they get pulled over in New Jersey in the same car, uh, drunk carrying weed or oh no, it was cocaine, I think. Yeah. But like, it totally became this huge issue because like they broke kayfabe. Because you had these guys that are in a feud together in the car together. Right. Partying up and doing blow and fucking whatever else they were doing, right? It's unbelievable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Iron Sheik. Oh, yeah. So great. Absolute, you know, ripped an absolute legend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, he, like, you know, his, his, his run, he had a run in the NWA in like 89, 90, where they were basically just, they were paying him. And then they just decided to send him home, and they just paid him to sit at home yeah. for like two years. Like Phil Kessel, and he was making good money. Like Phil Kessel. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 
So then, like, after that, he, like, you know, he, he bums around a little bit. Then he, like, gets into, like, the internet and gets he gets into, <laughs> like, uh, you know, the Twitters. And he's just, like, ridiculous on Twitter, which is just great. Yeah, 100%. Like so, just an man. absolute character, you know what I mean, and um, what a, and what a, just an amazing story. Also, like a a, a, a hot guest uh, on the Howard Stern show many a times, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of good Iron Sheik Howard Stern interviews out there in the wild for you to peruse on YouTube. But if you haven't seen the Iron Sheik documentary, I, I don't know what streaming service it's on. I can't remember. It's on. It's on definitely one of them, Amazon or Netflix or okay, or on one of them. It is fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. So here's here's a good one. So you've heard of the Iron Sheik, but have you heard of the Iron Greek? You're looking at him, baby. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I caught this story of the Iron Greek. His name was uh, Spiros Arion. Okay. Not familiar. Uh, not familiar, right? Uh, he was known as the Iron Greek. Um, he, oh, God, I'm trying to think about how this worked out. I think he started off in like, I think he started, he got to start in like Europe in like the early 60s. Um, ended up in Australia for a while. Um, I think they had, they, I think in Australia, the organization was called World Championship Wrestling. Um, he was the, he was a champion there for a while. Uh, but I caught this story about later on in his career about he was in England and I'll get to that. But like the cool, like the funniest thing, he shows up in like the WWF in like the mid sixties and he like, he like starts out as a fan favorite, doesn't lose, just doesn't lose for like a long time. He beats like Gorilla Monsoon, Bob Orton, Johnny Valentine, The Sheik, um, George the Animal Steel. Um, he for like the first like fifteen months he was in the WWF. He didn't lose. Nice. He's a Goldberg. <laughs> he was like, he was like you know, and he like the first time he took a fall was in a tag match. And then the, for the next nine months after that, he didn't lose then either. Um, he wins the U, he wins the WWF US tag team titles with Tony Parisi. Um, this was like the precursor to the tag titles. I guess at the time they just called them the US tag titles. Um, they uh, Parisi left the team. He gave his belt to like Arnold Scotland, who then became like a manager after a while. Um, and then they lost the belts to the Sicilians, a team that featured Captain Lou Albano. So this is like, you know, mid mid to late 60s. Right. Um, he like tags up with Bruno, freaking Bruno Sammartino. Bruno Sammartino, that's a legend. Uh, they beat the Sicilians. They win the U.S. tag titles. But then they have to drop the belts because at the time um, you weren't allowed to hold. Bruno was the world champion at the time. You weren't allowed to hold the world title and another title. Okay. So he they give up the titles. Um, so they drop the belts. The U.S. the U.S. tag belts go away. They never come back. Right. This is right. This is right before they they bring up they create the world tag titles. He goes back to Australia. Um, becomes a huge fan favorite there because they have such a they have a big Greek population yeah, in Australia. In Australia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's he's there for a while. 
has an NWA title match against Jack Briscoe, goes to a no contest. Again, the guy doesn't lose. Right, right. Not even to the NWA champion, not even to the touring NWA champion. He doesn't lose. Um, he tours Japan for a little bit. He comes back to the WWF in 74, teams with Chief J Strongbow. They like set out to win the tag titles. They like look like they're going to be the ones who are going to win the tag titles. Then he turns on, he turns heel on Strongbow. And uh, he, I think Strongbow accidentally causes him to lose to like Killer Kowalski. And so he turns on Strongbow, joins up with Classy Freddie Bassey, by uh, Classy Freddie Blassey. By not, by 75, he's in, uh, he's in a main event program against Bruno for the world title. In the run-up to this, he beats the shit out of Larry Zbysko, who was at the time Bruno's protege. Right. So, like, there's this. There was a big angle at Madison Square Garden where he just comes out and basically just pummels the crap out of Zbysko in like two minutes, beats him, keeps beating him up, and then uh, Bruno has to come out and make the save. So this begins this like run of matches with Bruno. They sell out the Garden like three times. They have a Texas Death Match. They have. Uh, uh, what was they called? A Greek death match. Ooh, nice. Um, I think the uh, I think he loses the Texas death match by pinfall. It's one of his few pinfall losses. I think it's that match that was like PWI's match of the year in 1975. So this guy's just like he just shows up. You've never heard of him. I never heard right. of him. But he has this he has this huge run between 65 storied, and 75. A storied career. A story. He career. almost never loses. Right. Right? He when he wrestles big matches, he usually it usually goes to like a no contest or there's a DQ, like you know, something crazy like that. Um after that, after that run with Bruno in 75, he only loses two more times in his career in the in the WWF after this. Once to Andre the Giant. Okay. Yeah. Once to Chief J. Strongbow, because that was part of their feud. Yeah. Um then he also gets another NWA title shot against Jack Briscoe, and he wins that one by DQ. So still, he doesn't lose a match. Right. Just unreal. Um, in 76, he's wrestling Dusty Rhodes in more Madison Square Garden sellouts. And even then, he doesn't lose matches. It's just crazy. I don't know, I don't know the booking here, but man, it was so wild. He wrestled in 77, he wrestled Bob Backlund, and even then he wasn't losing to Bob Backlund. That's amazing. The he uh in 77 i think it was in 77 he um he had such heat with the fans that he's coming out to the ring i think it was at the garden and a guy comes over and literally stabs him in the chest on the way to the ring stabs him in the chest just unreal how is this not on like dark side of the ring or something like that i i'm telling you so then we get to the story that I saw a video about, which was like later on in his career, it's like it's like 79. He goes to England. He ends up in Leicester at this card that was televised on like World of Sport, which was like, you know, hey. World of Sport was a, a big Britain wrestling program, right. right? He's wrestling this guy named Colin Johnson. And who was like a known guy back then. He's a little guy. They actually said he was like the first time he he was the first guy that they'd ever called the British Bulldog. Just this little, like, you know, 5'8", pugnacious husky dude. Right. He comes in. I think he's carrying, like, maybe it's an Australian world world title belt. I, I don't know what, but he's carrying a title belt. He cuts a promo in the crowd. Um, then, they start, then they start the match. He starts just kicking and punching the shit out of this guy. The problem with that is, in World of Sport, 
That's all illegal. In world of sport, it's all very like grappling, catches, catch can type of right, wrestling. Right. So like he's just punching the guy and kicking him and slant, throwing him around, and the ref's not doing anything. And you can hear like the crowd starting to get like agitated. Right. He uh, at one point throws him out of the ring, busts his head open. He comes back in the ring. He throws him out the other side of the ring, and four guys from the crowd get up and go to the ringside, and they're standing around this guy like, dude, you want some help? Like, Right, like, what, what do you, you want to do? Know, what do you want to do? What do you want to do right. here? You want some help here? What do you want to do? He, they get back in the ring. He's still fighting. More guys start showing up at ringside. Arion goes over, kicks the bottom ring rope in front of a bunch of guys. So you can see this on, like, you know, across the, the, the you know, on the far side of the, the, the ring. He's still just punching and kicking him. And the crowd is starting to get, it just gets more and more agitated. And you see people on both sides of the ring now. And uh, he like, then he takes the turnbuckle cover off and bumps Johnson's head off the turnbuckle cover. Well, now there's guys on the other side of the ring taking their coats off. They're like taking their sport coats off. They are like, you know, undoing their (laughs) buttons. They're like getting ready for like a riot. Some guy throws a shoe from one side of the ring all the way over to the other side of the ring. And then uh, Arion turns to like see this. And then he turns back to Johnson and some guy that's on the other side throws it off his back. So, like, this continues for, like, another couple of minutes until the promoter has to get into the ring because there are so many people around the ring by this right. point. And, and, like, you know, like, back in the 70s, it was usually, like, a bunch of old military guys that would be, like, you know, like, bouncers. Or not bouncers, but, like, uh, you know, like, officials. They'd be hanging out ringside yeah, right, or, like, right. they'd be ushers or whatever. They're not built for this. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's a there's and there's one guy. He's climbs up the ring ropes, and like two guys have to pull him back down to ringside where they're not supposed to be anyway. Yeah, right. That's awesome. So like they have to finally they have to like declare DQ. Um, this uh this famous British wrestler his name's Big Daddy. He was just like a gigantic dude, just big rotund yeah. dude. He comes out and gets in the ring. Um. Arion leaves, gets out of the ring. I, allegedly, I didn't. You don't see this because the crowd immediately surrounds him. But he like apparently took like a ringside chair, smashed it to like so he'd have like a stabbing, like a shiv, you yeah. know, like a shiv. Yeah. He just smashed a chair so he would have a shiv, and like he leaves, and like the crowd is just is just pretty freaking crazy. Yeah. So I saw this. And I was just like, I have never heard of this guy. And, like, when I do hear about this guy, it's just, like, he was just, uh, his booking was phenomenal. Right, right. Just unreal. So, you know, shouts to the Iron Greek. Um, you That's know, a, put some respect. Yeah, put some respect on that name. That's a video worth watching for sure. And I would definitely watch the Iron Greek documentary. I mean, I think that's a 30 for 30 worth seeing. Oh my. Yeah, I mean. If there, if there is one. If there is one, oh, I'm in. Hundred uh, percent in. I'll send you. I'll send you the link to um to the video of this uh this this thing in England, um because that's what I saw and I was like, man, this is really just wow. Right. So love to see it. Love to hear it. 
uh, yeah, uh, you know, wrestling is a, a an amazing uh, source of entertainment, right? Yeah, you know I mean, it used to be. It used to be. It used yeah, to be. I don't know what it is today. You you still watch a little <laughs> bit more than I do today, right? Yeah, you know I mean, um, I am, I am like, I'm like hip to it. Uh, I don't see a whole lot. I catch like clips here and there. Um, I kind of read kind of some reports on what happens, and I listen to the Cornette podcast because you know, yeah, yeah, Cornette. Because I'm a Cornette yeah, guy, yeah, so I listen absolutely. to their Who's podcast. Not? Yeah, and so they they're they're going through a lot of this right now. But um, I guess we should we're gonna I guess we should loop all the way back to a story that we talked about. I guess almost eight months ago, the, the AEW CM Punk type stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Punk. So. We talked about this a really long time ago when it first happened, but I guess it was I, – I forget if it was their all-out or whatever their full gear, whatever their pay-per-views are, where like uh, Punk won the world title, uh, talked a whole bunch of smack on people in the press junket, then got into a fist fight with um, some of the other wrestlers who were executive vice presidents of the company, and they all got suspended, and he hasn't been back since. Well, I thought for sure they were just going to – they were going to get rid of him, but be back. He about to be <laughs> yeah, back, right? Right. Um, I thought they were going to get rid of him, but uh, they do not want to hand him over to the WWE, which is probably what they'd end up doing. Right. Well, because they, um, they lost, they lost Cody Rhodes back in the WWE. I mean, Cody has had it's kind of stagnated a little bit, and that's their fault. But Cody has had like. A really, really solid run, and he main evented WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. Sh- really should have won the world title there. Yeah, um, it would have been a, a phenomenal story. Now he's kind of like they're dry, they're stretching the story out. It looks like they're going to try and stretch it into next WrestleMania. Um, but he's been he's been booked great. He's a uh, you know he's one of their biggest baby faces. Um, so you know nobody wants to see that happen again. So I guess they've been trying to like. To do this, so so what happened is what had happened was, um, Warner Discovery um, negotiated a new time slot for them to air more of their content. Right, so they uh, they got a Saturday night time slot at eight o'clock. Now I would have preferred six o five because I'm an old head, and yeah, that is that is that is prime time for wrestling for us. Um, but they got an eight o'clock slot. And so in, I think part of the deal was they would, they would shut down the YouTube shows. I think it was like dark and dark elevation. Those may be things that are on max. Now you were saying they're on max. Um, I had no idea that they have, they have content on max, but maybe it's something like that. Um, so they shut down those shows. They get a new slot on Saturday for two hours, more content. Um, they, after weeks and weeks and weeks of trying to sort this out, um, I mean, we're talking like dangerously close to like the show. The show premieres this Saturday right. in Chicago. They were like this close to having to like move the show somewhere else because what's the point of having it in Chicago if you can't sell it out with, with CM Punk? Right. But um, they had to like negotiate something to get him to come back. And so he's going to come back and he'll be, you know, he's going to be on this new show. It's going to be called Collision. But the issue here and the dumbest part of this, and this is this goes back to what we talked about months ago, was 
what they decided was they haven't. So he has not spoken to Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, who the guys who they got into a fight with eight months ago. They have not talked to them since. They've not had they've not had face to face contact. They're not. They're literally not allowed to talk to each other. They have to stay away from each other. And so there's been a lot of like negative talk about like, well, he's like, you know, CM Punk's a cancer in the locker room. We don't want him in the locker room, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, their ratings are going into the tank. Um, they struggle a lot of nights. Um, you know, they start off, they get a lead in apparently from the Big Bang Theory. They usually get about 900,000 to a million viewers. And then they almost immediately lose 100,000 viewers within the first hour. Sure. Um, because it's just the, the, you know, the booking is terrible. Um, it's all wrong. But so what they decided to do here was to do like a soft brand split. So kind of like WWE has raw and SmackDown, they're going to have dynamite and collision. And so there's going to be, so like the elite are going to be on dynamite and CM Punk is going to be on collision. And there's going to be some other people here and there. It sounds like there are going to be some. But the, the initial advertising for this show doesn't even include CM Punk. It includes a bunch of other people like Miro, who, uh, you know, hasn't been seen for months and months. He got into a fight with God, I guess. I think that was the last storyline bit that he did. And then he, we haven't seen him since. Um, uh, what is his name? Andrade El Idolo. Um, who uh, was had a phenomenal run in NXT and has just been lost in the shuffle. So some of these guys are going to come back and land on this show. Um, but the main event for Saturday uh, is going to be FTR and CM Punk against uh, Samoa Joe, uh, Juice Robinson, and Switchblade Jay White. So... Juice Robinson looks like an angry hobo and Switch and Jay White just has not gotten the kind of like he came over from from New Japan. He was their world champion for a minute, came over from New Japan, has gotten no kind of a push, nothing significant anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like they don't book him like is a a big deal. Um, So it's really weird. Like, you know, we had talked about this. And then the other thing was they have a show. They have a show coming up at Wembley Stadium. Um, I don't know what I don't know which one they're calling that. I don't know if that's full gear or all out or what the I don't know what it right. is. But they have a show coming up at Wembley, and they've already sold like fifty, sixty thousand tickets because England is a notoriously wrestling deprived. Crowd. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of shows. Don't, yeah, a lot of shows don't go there. You know, so yeah, yeah. So I, you know, like there were there were promotions over there that got shut down because of a lot of like uh, uh, sex pest stuff where the wrestlers were like getting involved with like teenagers, mm. teenage girls, creepy stuff. So there's not a lot of wrestling over there, but there's definitely an audience for it. So this is like, we talked about this. This is there. You take that beef that has been simmering for eight months and you put in, you build an angle on TV and you sell out Wembley stadium and you have a massive six man tag there or an eight, you know, have a, have a six that's man tag. all you can do, right? Like that's, that's all it's, it's the whole, uh, you know, Khabib and Connor and the bus. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, like, yes, like, yeah, it's like, Oh, this is such a travesty. Right. But it's in the promo leading up to the fight. You know what I mean? So like yeah. it, it's, it's, that's a hundred percent, you know, 
what what you do and and then since it's yeah you know, since it's AEW right like how much of it is scripted yeah I mean maybe it is maybe it is yeah that's the beauty yeah. of it you, you don't, don't know. know because of what's happened so even all their like their 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 internet nerd audience I mean they basically have a hardcore like eight hundred thousand people that will watch the show every week and then it fluctuates the rest of the way depending on who's on. Um, but they almost rarely crack a million anymore. Uh, and you know, with some of the, with some of the booking that they've had, I, I just, you know, it's, it's all terrible. It's all garbage, yeah. but like, this is a way to like, you bring this back, you know, you can tease some violence that people don't know if it's going to cross the, you know, like, is this, is this going to cross, cross the line? line? Like, is this, yeah, all right, all right. right. Is this serious or is this, is this a work yeah. or are we, are we just letting these guys just go off? So like, they just don't want to do it. And it's like, they, it's like, they just don't want money. Yeah. It's, it's the only way and they, they kind of, it's the only way they can save their brand. Right. Yeah. I mean, like there's not a lot going on. There's the dude with the Burberry scarf, right? He's their world I champion. Know. I know. And he's terrible. What's his name? Uh, Maxwell J. Friedman. Yeah, he's MJF. He's, he's he is a he is a he is an undersized but really good heel. Yeah. He was great in um. Fuck. Uh, he was great in whatever promotion he was out in the West Coast before he came here, and because like it was a smaller promotion, but he was great on the mic. Yeah. Great. Yeah, great, he's decent. Yeah, classic. he's decent on the mic for sure. Yeah, I mean. There's, but like his, his last run, they had a four way for the title at their last pay per view, and it was him, uh, Jungle Boy, who no one yeah, takes right. seriously. It's He's the, literally Luke Perry's yeah, son. And it's, his name is Jungle Boy. Yeah, Jungle yeah. Boy. Um, Darby Allen, who's like this skateboard kid, and um, uh, what's his name? Guerrera, Guerrera, something Guerrera. Um, but n- none of these guys look like they're. 200 pounds soaking right, wet. Right. None of them look like they're taller than six. None of them look like they're taller than 5'10". Right. So it's like, it's hard to take any of that seriously. Like, we were just talking about guys like Bruno, who was not a, not a, he was not a tall guy, but he was just. He was a fucking tree. You, he was a tree. He was like a tree yeah. trunk. Um, You know, like, we were talking about guys who were like Andre. Um, you know, like big guy, gorilla monsoon yeah. guys that were huge guys. And now you're like now and now in like the aughts, we're like talking about these guys that are like five, eight and are just like incredibly weak looking. And I'm supposed to take that seriously when I could, when I can watch like the UFC and watch guys literally punch each other's right. heads off. Speaking, like, well, speaking of punching uh, guys heads off and the UFC, uh, did you hear about uh, the, the Conor McGregor Miami heat thing? No, what did he do? I heard he did some crazy stuff, but what happened? All right, yeah, so he was there. He was at a, at a Heat uh, Nuggets game, right, uh, to promote his new, uh, you know, he's got some sort of, like, spray thing. If your muscles hurt, yeah, you spray it on there. Yeah, I mean, okay. so, Bingo. yeah, right. It's his, yeah, yeah, so he, he's got that. And the, the, My, the Miami Heat mascot, I don't know what the Heat's mascot name is, right? You know what I mean? 
I don't even know what yeah, it is. I don't know. It's like a flame in the shape of a basketball, okay. right? He comes out All with right. like big golden boxing gloves on, like, and then I think it's, you know, it's a work for sure, right? But Conor McGregor definitely hits this mascot way too fucking hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then like follows up with like one punch straight to the to the the dome while the mascot's on the ground, right? Like, and then, uh, <laughs> and that is like jokingly like spraying him with the spray thing as people are dragging him off of the of the court, right? As part of work, but he's really fucking knocked out. He's out fucking cold, and had to go to the fucking hospital for a concussion. Like, gets sent to the ER, right? Yeah, you gotta look at the find the video because fucking McGregor fucking crushes him. It's the funniest thing. Uh, but it, you know, again, it's like why do why do mascots want to be punched by professional fighters? And then also, why is fighters there? Like, yeah, this guy could probably take a punch. He's wearing a big styrofoam head. You know what I mean? Uh, but let's see how fa- let, me, let me see how fast I can find this thing on the internet. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Jesus! Oh, it's right there. It's 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 one of the top things. Look at that red jumpsuit. Yeah. Oh yeah, that red that jumpsuit is so fucking. That red velour suit is like it's phenomenal, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's got like black flames coming up the side of it. It's it's fucking ridiculous. And he's uh he he's oh, coaching a, a new season of the Ultimate Fighter uh, opposite Michael Chandler, and they'll fight. All right, hold on a second here. Wow, oh, yeah. he, woo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knocks the sh- what was that? He knocks the shit out of him, man. He literally just knocks the shit out of him. I mean, it looked like the guy kicks, like he he like kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The mascot's definitely play fighting, and then Connor knocks him out. Jesus. Oh no, he was out. Oh, oh yeah, my god, he's out, out. Oh, that's what happened with his leg. Holy shit, he hits him the second time and he's concussed. And he do the thing where yeah. like the yeah the leg stiffens up. That's why his leg kicked up. Oh my god, they're dragging him off. <laughs> oh yeah. wow, yeah. he is fucking demolished. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna get sued so hard. Somebody's paying for that. It's either going to be the Heat or it's going to be McGregor. It's going to be yeah, both yeah. of them. Yeah, Somebody, somebody is paying. And, you know, that guy deserves to be paid. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, this is going to be a great bit. You know what I mean? That he just gets fucking ruined. Oh, man. <sighs> oh, geez. That is just unreal. Yeah. It's fucking. Well. Well, that. That, that dude is yeah, nuts. Right. That is, that is the. Listen. Folks, if you want to be a mascot, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I mean, just don't don't sign up for a promotion where you're going to get punched. Like that recently happened with like Deontay Wilder or something, too. Like, I forget what sporting event it was, but like some mascot was like there and Deontay Wilder's there and Deontay Wilder fucking hit the shit out of him. You know what I mean? And McGregor, like, it was funny because, like, McGregor said he, like, oh, he wanted to go to, like, the WWE or something. It's like, I don't know, bro. I don't know if you... I don't know if you can work. Yeah, right? You clearly couldn't work against the mascot. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you could fucking pull your punches enough, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. It's uh it's like uh that uh it would it would be like every time what's the uh what's the 
what's the one where he uh it, it was in it was in japan and it was the big fat dude in the um in the overalls uh big fat dude in the remember overalls. he was he was hillbilly jim? no it wasn't hillbilly jim it was somebody else and he wasn't he wasn't selling like uh who was who was who's the ultimate baby face of Japan? The dude with the most ridiculous. Gym. Oh, it's it's a, it was a Noki. Yeah, Noki. He's not selling. He's not selling Noki's moves. And then Noki just beats the living shit out of him in for real life. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's such a great thing. He was a young kid, and I think he was playing hard with Noki. And uh, he wasn't and, young. And he got he wasn't young. He was he, no, no, no. He was well compared to Noki, though. I don't even think he was young compared to Noki. Yeah, you know I mean. I I I gotta I gotta find it. Yeah, I wonder. But this was a nice little. Uh, this is it's a nice little uh, quick little wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, us, for sure. You know? you know, like not everything's about comic books and and movies and stuff. And we'll get back to that eventually. But yeah, a little short break. Talk about hockey. Talk about wrestling. Uh, we owed you a quick show, right? We did say we'd do more, right? Because we had a little hiatus where we were traveling a lot. So, uh, but yeah. Look, you're in and also very topical, very yeah. topical. And you're in and out in less than an hour. What more could you ask for from from the outside looking? It's like in? better than a, it's better than a jiffy yeah. loop, guys. Yeah, what else were you gonna do today anyway? But thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, as always, I'm Andy Liascos, Patrick Banis. If you're a mascot, just don't get hit in the head. That's not a funny gag. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Time